Welcome to Simple Truth, the teaching ministry of Pastor Eddie Turner and Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Through the practical and simple explanation of God's Word, Pastor Eddie has taught the Word of God to thousands of people around the world. The following message is from a recent service at Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Let's join Pastor Eddie as he shares simple truths from God's Word. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. We're so glad you're here today. 1 Timothy chapter 6. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse number 17. I'm going to read out of the message, the message translation. It says this. Tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves. Uh, uh, Mike, this is for you. (laughs) Tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God, who piles on all the riches we could ever manage. To do good, to be rich in helping others, to be extravagantly generous. If they'll do that, they'll build a treasury that will last, gaining life that is truly life. Now, what a great passage of Scripture. For the next 29 days, for the next 29 days, turn me down just a hair, bud. For the next 29 days, our minds and actions are going to be consumed with gift giving. For the next 29 days. Every commercial on TV and radio will be screaming at us, telling us that our Christmas will not be complete unless we give the gift that they are pitching at that moment. Now, during Christmas, it's easy to fuss about the traffic. It's easy to complain about the long lines and the crazy crowds and become a Scrooge at Christmas. Unfortunately, by the time Christmas has arrived, most of us have already lost our Christmas mojo. And we want it to be over with. We just started this Christmas season. This weekend is the start of the Christmas season. We just started it. Yet I've already heard from some Scrooges. Things like this. I am dreading that traffic at the avenues and the mall. I'm not getting out. People are crazy. People have enough already. They don't need anything else. And then I've heard this. These kids are spoiled and they get anything they want all year long. Why go to the effort at Christmas? I'm not going to spend my hard-earned money on some silly gift. Now that's a real Scrooge right there. And then the ultimate bah humbug that I hear every year is this. People just go crazy at Christmas. They should use some common sense when it comes to gift giving at Christmas. Use common sense. Should we really use common sense? I want you to understand, true Christmas is not the time to use common sense. It wasn't common sense when a virgin birthed a baby. 
It wasn't common sense when wise men uh, walked and traveled for two years to try to find some star. It wasn't common sense when a young man was faithful to the girl he loved and she said she was pregnant by another. It's not common sense. Christmas is never common sense. And if you all of a sudden want to have common sense at Christmas, you are a bah humbug. A week ago, I took the deposit from Casey's store to the bank for her. I got fired as the stop boy. Something in my employee review about not showing up to do the stock. I don't understand. I don't understand uh, why I would get fired as the stock boy for not showing up to do the stock. I don't understand that. You know, these millennials have such unrealistic expectations of us baby boomers. These millennials expect us to do what we say we're going to do. To show up and to finish a job. I can't believe these millennials. They have such unrealistic expectations of we baby boomers. But sometimes, every once in a while, if she's busy, they'll allow me to take the deposit to the bank. So I handed the bank teller the deposit bag and started a casual conversation about the holidays. She was counting the money and suddenly she stopped and held up a $100 bill and said, this doesn't look right. Her words caught my attention, and I said, pardon me, to which she said, this doesn't look right. And I replied, what do you mean it doesn't look right? She says, it looks fake. It looks counterfeit. Then she said, well, maybe it's just an old bill. So she took it to this machine they have, the ones that does the, the bills real quick, and the machine wouldn't accept it. She then took it to her supervisor, and the supervisor said, this appears to be a fake $100 bill. It's Christmas, and we start seeing these. And what she said, that last sentence, caught my attention. It's Christmas, and we start seeing these. It's Christmas, and we start seeing these counterfeit. Have you ever been guilty of being a counterfeiter at Christmas? I'm not referring to using fake money to purchase your gifts. I'm referring to our motive behind our Christmas giving. You see, we live in a culture that promotes grab and go. Grab and go. Grab and go. As long as we give something, it will be okay. That is far removed from the first Christmas gift. Do you understand? True Christmas giving is extravagant. True Christmas giving is extravagant. And if our giving is anything other than motivated by extravagance, we are counterfeiters. John chapter 3 verse 16 says this, For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. The type of giving that started the Christmas holiday to begin with was extravagant. 
It was extravagant. In fact, if you want to get through this December and still have some excitement about Christmas by the time Christmas finally arrives, if you want to navigate the crowds and deal with the traffic and go through all the rigmarole of standing in line, if you want to do that with joy, the way you do it by the time, and still have that joy by the time Christmas gets here in 29 days is to understand I'm going to do my December extravagantly. God so loved the world that he gave his son. God didn't just give a gift. He didn't grab and go. He gave part of his son, himself, his son. That's extravagance. Now you got to think about it. The same God who made the worlds could have given some neat stuff. You want Pluto? Here it is. You want Mars? Here you go. You want some stars? Here it is. You want some other galaxies? Here they are. You want some gold? I made it. You want Mount Rushmore? Here it is. You want your face up there? I'll put your face up there. Here it is. I made it all. But he, he, could, have, he could have done grab it. He could have given anything. But instead, he gave a part of himself. Extravagant giving. God so loved the world, he not only gave a son, he gave his only son. He not only gave a son, he gave his only son. That's extravagant. The Grammy Award-winning movie, Saving Private Ryan. How many have ever seen the movie Saving Private? Isn't it a great movie? It details a family of four sons, all serving in World War II. Word reaches General Marshall that three of the four sons were killed within a week of each other. So the general dispatches a team of soldiers under the leadership of Lieutenant John Miller, who is played by Tom Hanks, to find the one remaining Ryan's son and get him back safe and sound to his mother. And that one remaining Ryan's son was played by Matt Damon. The team, in their search for the last Ryan boy, suffered hardship and loss in their efforts to find Private Ryan. Eventually they find him. And now they've got to get him back home. And they have to fight their way back to safety. Several of the team members die, including Lieutenant John Miller, in trying to get the last Ryan's son back to his mother. Think about it. One son left. One son left. And others willingly give their life to save that one son. That's an extravagant gift. But then think about Christmas. God only had one son. And the first Christmas, He demonstrated His love to us by giving that only son as a gift so that we could have eternal life. Christmas is all about extravagant giving. It's extravagant. So if already you're dreading this Christmas season, if you're dreading it, if you're not looking forward to it, I want to encourage you to think about what Christmas is all about. It's about extravagant giving. How many years has Christmas finally arrived and we're so stressed out because we're making sure everyone gets something? We don't want to leave anybody out. We're scared we're going to leave someone out. Making sure that we did as much for everybody this year as we did last year. Making sure multiple children all get the same amount. You don't want one to get 
$75 worth and another to get $72 worth. Everybody's got to get the same amount. Making sure the gift receipt is in the package because it probably won't work, but at least they have something under the tree. I want them to have something in their stocking or under the tree. Probably won't work, can't please them, but at least they'll have something and I'll feel better about it. You see, in our hustle and bustle, grab and go culture, By the time Christmas Day gets here, we are weary with the process and ready for Christmas to be over. Can I suggest this morning a way to make the entire month of December 2017 a fun and exciting Christmas season? Can I encourage you to purpose in your heart and mind to be an extravagant giver this year? To be an extravagant giver. Make up your mind before you leave this room this morning. And this Christmas, I'm going to be an extravagant giver. I'm going to be an extravagant. If the first Christmas and true Christmas is about extravagant giving, then I'm going to be an extravagant giver. You say, well, pastor, that's good for people with a lot of financial resources. I have very little financially or I have very little left over after paying my bills. I can't give an extravagant gift. If that's your mindset, then we have fallen prey to the materialism of this world in which we measure a person's worth by the cost of their stuff. Jesus said a man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. The New Testament is full of examples in which people who were not wealthy gave extravagant. The amount of money you have to spend on gifts this Christmas has nothing to do with God's view of extravagant giving. Often people dread Christmas for months in advance because they know their finances are tight. They don't understand the essence of extravagant giving. So for the next ten minutes, I want to tell you the three characteristics of extravagant giving. And every one of us in this room, regardless of where you work, regardless of how much you have, regardless of your resources or your lack of resources, every one of us in this room can spend 2017 Christmas extravagantly and giving extravagantly. Number one, extravagant giving exceeds what is expected. If you want to really give something like Jesus give, just exceed what is expected. Look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Paul's talking to Christians at Corinth and, uh, and uh, to the churches of Macedonia in that region. And they had been under severe persecution. And we read it, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 1. Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters... What God in His kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor. Notice he said they don't have resources, financial resources. But they are also filled with abundant joy which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. They even did more than we had hoped for. Their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us, just as God wanted them to do. 
Paul writes about these Christians at Macedonia who had been under severe persecution. Because of their faith, many of them had lost their jobs, and then they lost their homes, and they lost their families, they lost their reputation in the community. Because of their faith, they refused to deny their faith, and they lost all of their possessions because of their faith. And the Bible says like that, even in the midst of that, they did more than was expected. Now, when somebody has lost it all, in situations like that, no one expected them to give to other Christians who were struggling at Christmas. But notice what Paul says, verses 2 through 4. They are being tested by many troubles, and they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. They begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. Extravagant giving is not a set amount. It is exceeding what is expected. It's not a set amount. It's exceeding what is expected. One of the neatest gifts I've ever received, and I still have it today, if you come into our little den and see our little Christmas tree that Amanda has put up, there's a, a uh, crocheted cross. And we've had that little crocheted cross. It's gone with us. It's been on every Christmas tree we've had since 1986. In fact, this year, that little crochet cross is 21 years old. We've had it for 21 years. I've received some wonderful, expensive gifts over the years. I've been blessed. People have... It blessed us, but that little crocheted cross, after 21 years, every, every Christmas when we put it up, it means the world to me. And the reason it means the world to me is because it came from a prisoner in Brushy Mountain State Prison who used to listen to my radio program every day. And I never will forget the year he gave, I opened a little package Right before Christmas, and it was that cross, and he'd put a letter in there and said, Pastor Eddie, I don't have any money. But I took a class on how to crochet just so I could give you something for you leading me to the Lord through your radio teaching. And it was that little crochet cross. I didn't expect, I didn't expect to get anything from him. I never expected, it never entered my mind that he'd ever send me anything. But he gave more than it was expected. He was an extravagant giver. And it's blessed my life for 21 years. There's people who have given me a lot more expensive stuff than that. And it's gone and it's over here in Mount Trashmore. And if I could sell that little crocheted cross today, I probably couldn't even give it away in a yard sale. But to me, it means the world. Because someone loved me enough to give more than was expected. He gave extravagantly. Look at Luke chapter 19. Look at Luke chapter 19. Look at Luke chapter 19, verse number 1. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region. He had become very rich. 
He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short. I know the, I know the, I know the, I know that feeling. Not the rich, the short. I know that feeling. To see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. Now that's a, I, I, I see, I don't even understand that. See, when you, when you're a little heavy on your feet, it's hard to climb trees. So, I mean, he's had it a little better than me. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, notice this. I will give half of my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who were lost. The Bible lets us know that Zacchaeus had become wealthy by being a tax collector and fudging on the taxes. He had stolen people's money. He had charged them too much, and he knew he had. And the Bible tells us in the Old Testament that if a man or a woman got caught stealing, that the law required that person to give back what was stolen and pay a 20% penalty. But Zacchaeus was extravagant when God touched him. Because the Bible said, he said, I'm going to give back what I've stolen And I'm going to give four times that. What was expected was just to give to follow the law. When he got saved, what was expected was to give back what he'd stolen and then pay the 20% penalty. But he was extravagant when his giving. When the power and the presence of God came into his life, it just made him extravagant. I tell you what, I'm going to do more than what's expected. I'm going to give four times as much as what I've stolen. True Christmas giving is about giving extravagantly. Extravagant giving exceeds what is expected. Number two, extravagant giving exceeds what is comfortable or what is affordable. Can I get an amen? Three amens. Extravagant giving exceeds what is comfortable. What is affordable? Now, before I go any further, please understand extravagant giving is not running up credit card debt. All right? That's not extravagant giving. That's stupid living. There's a difference. Listen to what C.S. Lewis said in his classic book, Mere Christianity. I do not believe one can settle how much we ought to give. I am afraid the only safe rule is to give more than we can spare. In other words, if our expenditures on comforts, luxuries, and amusement, etc. is up to the standard common among those with the same income as our own, we are probably giving away too little. If our charities do not at all pinch or hamper us, I should say they are too small. 
There ought to be things we should like to do and cannot do because our charities' expenditures exclude them. Do you hear what C.S. Lewis, one of the greatest men of God who's ever lived, says? That extravagant giving, extravagant giving is sacrificing something we want so that others may be blessed. Extravagant giving does not mean spending all of your money on yourself and then borrowing on a credit card to give to others. That's not extravagant. Extravagant meaning, giving means I'm going to do without something I want so that I can be a blessing to someone else. C.S. Lewis says, if our giving does not hamper us, or pinch us from being able to do some things our flesh wants to do, then we are giving too little. Getting quiet. Getting getting real quiet. And two guys in the back says, I sure hope you don't take an offering now. In 1 Chronicles 21, we read where David had sinned against the Lord. Being the king, his willful sin caused a pestilence to come to the land. King David knew he had to offer a sacrifice to stop the pestilence and the dying. 70,000 people died because David sinned. And he had just begun. The pestilence had just begun. He knew, I had to, I got to stop this. I'm the one that brought this on the people. And I've got to stop it. He had to offer a sacrifice. So he finds a man by the name of Ornan who owned a piece of ground that was suitable for an altar so he could offer a sacrifice. Today it's, it's the place of the Dome of the Rock, Mount Moriah. When the king came to Ornan and said, I've got to make a sacrifice, Ornan told King David, he says, here's my land, you can have it. I've got animals, you can sacrifice them. I have all the equipment. I've got all the wood you need. I've got all the implements. You don't owe me nothing. You just take it. Take it. Take it. You, I'm giving it to you. You're the king. And First Chronicles 21 verse 24 says, But King David replied to Ornan, No, I insist on buying it for the full price. I will not take what is yours and give it to the Lord. I will not present birth offerings that have cost me nothing. Can I tell you that in 2017, if you wanted your Christmas December to be exciting, I challenge you to put yourself aside and some, something you want and make sure you take that money and those resources and bless somebody else. Something miraculous will happen. You will experience extravagant giving. So number one, extravagant giving exceeds what is expected. Number two, extravagant giving exceeds what is comfortable or affordable. And finally, extravagant giving will exceed what is needed. How many times have I heard that? Well, they don't need that. They don't need that. It doesn't have anything to do with what's needed. Christmas is about giving something more than's needed. Look at Luke chapter 10, verse 30 in the message. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. Jesus answered by telling a story. There was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. On the way, he was attacked by robbers. They took his clothes, beat him up, and went, him, went off leaving him half dead. You know about that, don't you, Bob? 
Luckily, a priest was on his way down the same road. But when he saw him, he angled across to the other side. Then a Levite religious man showed up. He also avoided the injured man. Verse 33, a Samaritan traveling the road came on him. When he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. Then he lifted him onto his donkey, led him to an inn, and made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take good care of him. If it costs any more, put it on my bill. I'll pay you on my way back. Jesus said, What do you think? Which of the three became a neighbor to the man attacked by the robbers? The one who treated him kindly? The religion scholar responded, Jesus said, Go and do the same. We are familiar with the story of the Good Samaritan. The Samaritan met the needs of the guy. I mean, he found the guy beat up and bruised. Being a good guy, he took him to an inn and got him some medical help. He met the guy's needs. That's significant. Other people wouldn't even mess with the guy. But he went beyond what was needed. He was extravagant. The message translation says, When the Samaritan saw the man, his heart went out to him. He had compassion on the man. He bandaged his wounds, lifted the man on his donkey, took him to an inn, gave him additional care once there. He had met the need. He could have stopped there. But the Samaritan went further. He went into extravagance. He gave the innkeeper funds to take care of the injured man for future needs while he recovered. And then he said, If it cost any more, put it on my bill, I'll pay you on my way back. And Jesus said, this guy is a real friend. This December, as we launch into it, amid the traffic, amid the crowds, amid being inundated with commercials of every kind, amid amid being going to different parties and having to give gifts and all of that pressure, can I encourage you to think extravagantly? Allow your giving, allow your giving to exceed what is expected. Surprise somebody this year. Give to somebody you normally don't give to. Give to somebody who, has, who is not a part of your family. Give to somebody who's not a part of your inner circle. Get extravagant. Exceed what is expected. And you give them something and they look at you and say, why did you give? You say, because I love you. I love you. And I just wanted to bless you this year. I guarantee you, you'll be more excited about doing it than they will ever be from receiving it. Number two. Sacrifice something you want so that others can receive. Allow your giving to exceed what is comfortable or affordable. Allow your giving. <laughs> I, was, I was helping Amanda bag uh, clothes at the store, Casey's store, the other day. And on Black Friday, they were just lined up. And I just did my own little random poll. It's not scientific by any means. 
But about five or six ladies that came through Amanda's cash register, and as Amanda was checking them out, and I, I said, now, is this a Christmas gift? Oh, no, 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 this is for me. <laughs> this is for me. I mean, five or six in a row, and I just got tickled. And Amanda said, what are you laughing about? I said, ain't nobody getting nothing for Christmas this year. <laughs> nobody getting Can I encourage you to sacrifice something you want so that others can receive? If it doesn't pinch you or hinder you a little bit, then chances are your giving is not extravagant. And finally, number three, allow your giving to exceed what is needed. Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. Stand with me, would you? Thank you for listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Eddie Turner. Please join us at Family Worship Center, 3045 Memorial Boulevard, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, when you are in the Middle Tennessee area. You can also learn more about FWC at our website, www.familywc.com. Thank you again for listening to The Simple Truth.